Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spinnerfell. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. And Skiff Musara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about bed bugs. What? <laughs> Yo, I don't want no bed bugs up in this motherfucker. <laughs> that's the uh that's the talk of the town now. You heard about that, Paris? They got the bed bugs? What? It's like a bed no. bug infestation that's taken over Paris. Paris. Par- no, sh- those dirty motherfuckers. They never shower. Mo- <laughs> Why am I surprised? They don't shower. The women don't shave their armpits. Mm, gotta do it. They're walking around, washing their business in the sink yeah. every once in a while. They don't surprise <laughs> me at all. Bed bugs. They, um, they did a... Uh, there's this guy who's taking credit for all of it. What do you mean? He's saying that he organized this. He's like on 4chan. You probably heard of 4chan. <laughs> yeah, I heard of These it. These weirdo incel types. And uh, he's taking credit for it, saying that he's he's trying to tear down France through bedbugs. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's a, the pest that'll never go away, and I'm going to cause so much financial pain and psychological terror. Through bed bugs. Oh my god! Oh, it could have been some made up shit. It's just, but this the, the images are disgusting, bro. That's anyway, crazy. we actually started talking about bed bugs. <laughs> 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 well, um, you know what? You know one creature that just seems to not go away, no matter how much you try to stomp it out. It's Justin Fields. That's true. Sergeant Segway, man. This week was a rough one on me. On Flip 'em and Pick 'em, you won nine to five. Mm-hmm. And uh it all began with one Washington Commanders not showing up against the Chicago Bears. I mean I mean twenty just, to twenty just makes it sound worse than what it was. Yeah. Well, the Bears did what they you know, they've they've done this before where they let a lead slip away yep uh what it were they, like they that were up, might happen yeah they were up 27 to 3 at the half um and then the commander started to climb back into it but justin fields and dj moore were just not going to be denied yeah. <laughs> i mean this is unbelievable stat yeah. line fields you know standing in the pocket delivering like they wanted yeah. him to 282 yards four touchdown passes uh three of them went to dj moore who had 10 targets, 8 catches for 230 yards and 3 touchdowns. That's crazy. If you had him on your fantasy team, you were all good this week. (laughs) If you had him on your fantasy team and you lost, there's something wrong with you. 
That means Justin Fields uh, threw the ball for 52 yards to other receivers. <laughs> right. And, and 42 of them were the cold commit. Yeah. He only threw to three he, people. I mean, only three receptions. Yeah. Three uh, people yeah. caught the ball. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. It's inexcusable for Washington. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how they talked about in week one about Tyreek Hill, and they're like, just don't let this guy be the one to beat you. It's the same thing. If this dude, once you get 150, no, but no more, no more. Make Justin Fields have to adjust, but I guess triple team him. Yeah, at that triple point. team him. Yeah, <laughs> see what else they got. Um, the big difference between these two teams is that, um, you know, one team could run the ball and the other one couldn't. Um, yeah. The Bears were still able to rush for 178 yards, uh, and the Commanders only had 29 total rushing yards. So, I mean, you know, once obviously once the commanders got behind, they probably didn't really care too much about running the ball. They were out here slinging it. Yeah. Um, so that makes some sense. To, yeah, it does. But it, it kind of shows you, like, I mean, obviously, if you get that far into a hole, this is not, that's not where you want to be. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if the commanders just sort of took the Bears for granted, but, you know, Fields, I mean, they lost last week, but, but you add up his you add up his numbers from the past two weeks, yeah. and this guy is suddenly balling. And he kind of he did this last year too. Mm-hmm. It didn't result in wins, but yeah, he no, he didn't do this last year. Well, I'm just saying that like around this time of the season, he started okay. to become a better quarterback. Oh um, damn! I, I, th- I thought the stat line was a little better. Two eighty two for four touchdowns is nice, but fifteen for mm. twenty nine, you wanted to have better than that. Mm. That's got to be around mm. what fifty five percent, something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's weird. I, I don't know what it would, must feel like to be a Bears fan because obviously you feel good. You won forty to twenty, um, yeah. but I still feel some very real question marks over whether or not Fields. Yeah. I don't know if I was a Bears fan, I would feel like, yeah, this is the guy I want to be my quarterback. No, I don't know. No. I don't think yeah, so. I don't, I'm not there yet. But yeah, that was the the Thursday game, and we thought it was going to be a low scoring, you know, defensive affair, and it was not sixty points in that game. Then uh, on Sunday, the London game. Mm. I don't know if anybody was listening, but I did do a a Ken Patera. I am so upset. And I said, "This was it, traveling across the pond to a team that's been there for a week." is probably the biggest disadvantage any team was going to have this week. Fuck a loud stadium. <laughs> Fuck a sitting in the heat. This is the toughest. And you can see the Buffalo. If this was a, a game of five periods, I think Buffalo wins it. Because hmm. it's like they finally shook off the jet lag <laughs> at, uh, at, you know, 4 p.m. our time or whatever. Or no, hmm. 5 p.m. our time. And it was just hmm. too late to finally get going. Uh, so the Jags, you know, ran the clock out and and won the game. Yeah, I think jet lag is real. I think I think that was a pretty smart take on your part. Um, because as I sat and watched this game, you know, I felt like probably pretty much everybody that I just expected the Bills to kind of come in and and, and boat race the Jags. But they just they had such a hard time getting their offense going. Yeah, they looked lethargic. Um, yeah. They and were one of the was trying to give it to them. 
Yep. Yep. I mean, Buffalo came into this game as one of the best run teams in the league, surprisingly, uh, much better than they've been mm-hmm. um, in recent years. I think my man, former Bulldog James Cook, was like the second or third or fourth best running back in the league. I mean, he had, <laughs> dude had five carries for minus four yards in this game. Yeah. I mean, they only had 29 total rushing yards. Um, Josh Allen Jag- was all over the place on defense. <clears throat> yeah, the Jaguars' Josh Allen was was all over the Buffalo Josh Allen yeah. uh, in this game. It wasn't quite as exciting as last year. You remember last no, year he no. had a he had a sack, uh, yeah. f- fumble, and an interception. I don't remember. It was some kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah he went nuts. Like Josh Allen sacks Josh. Oh. But he was everywhere. It doesn't. He didn't. They only recorded one tackle for him, but it seemed like he was in on every play. He was. Oh, for sure. His presence for sure. And uh, T Law and his associates, man, he was out there carving Mm. up that Buffalo defense. Yeah, slamming them. Buffalo's defense, coincidentally, uh, has suffered a number of like key injuries this year, and now they've lost. yeah, probably one of their best defensive players, I would probably say. Probably one of the best linebackers in the league. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's and he, one of my favorite linebackers in the league. It sucks that he's I'm gone. pretty sure he I, I, I think actually I know he's gone for the year. I think he he has a knee injury and a broken leg. Damn. Um from from that play in this game. Um and the Jags, like you said, they they had been there for a week. They took full advantage. T Law. It felt like the Bills were playing a lot of zone coverage, and and he was just, you know, the receivers were finding those soft pockets to kind of settle in, yeah. and T Law was just slicing through them like warm butter. Uh, Ridley had 122 yards on seven catches. It seemed like uh, whenever it was third down, Ridley was going to make a catch. I, absolutely, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And Travis Etienne Jr. had a hell of a day. 26 carries for 136 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. He was the one who fucking scored the, the game-winning he touchdown. Was, yeah. And also the run that pretty much kind of sealed the game yeah. uh, and put them into victory formation. Um, he was huge in this game. And Trevor Lawrence was good, too. He, you know, when he, he, he is turning out to be one of the better quarterbacks at avoiding sacks. Like yeah. the number of times the Bills were able to come at him, and he, he does this. Yeah, he does this little move where he like, where where he turns his hip and ducks his shoulder, and the guy just like flows right off yeah. of him, and he steps up in the pocket and makes a play. He's pretty good at that. He felt awkwardly a couple times. Yeah, he I did. He hurt himself. I was like, oof. But he limped he it off, and then was it, he never left the game. <clears throat> hmm. Uh, I didn't I'm, know that it was possible to. Uh, do a victory formation. I didn't know it was possible. My team, uh, my college team, <laughs> chose, not, <laughs> chose not to do that. We got our first. Uh, we could have had us a, a ACS. We could have had an ACS if, 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 if Mario Cristobal would have just take a knee instead of trying to get fancy, fumble the ball, lose the game. Yeah. Instead of a... In, instead of an, a, a, an absolute truckload of cum shots, Mario Cristobal was out here coming in his pants before he could even pull it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because uh, my Falcons did it. They pulled it out 21-19 yeah. against the Houston Texans. Yeah, man. Um, I got to say. No doubt ever, right? No doubt. 
Oh no, I was like in full on defeat mode, especially when the next and we got a next gen stats. Uh, oh, did you? Window popped up, and both me and Isak were like, "Motherfucker, uh, kiss a death." Fuck you. But I'll say this: one of the again week after week, I keep saying it, man. This fucking the Falcons defense. Mm-hmm. they just are not to be fucked with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were forcing them to kick field goals all day long. You know, the Texans didn't score their touchdown until very, very late in the fourth yeah. quarter. Um, and f- probably for the first time this season, I can come on here and say that we won this game because of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not in spite of him. Um, yeah. I mean, had it not been for all those fumbles, I think we would have won this game easily. I don't think there would have been all this drama at the end. Yeah. Um, but even still, that being said, with what, a minute and change left on the clock after the Texans finally score and Ritter marches them down the field so that Young Way Koo can kick the game-winning field goal? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, this is definitely Ritter's best game of his career by oh, yeah. far. Um he was 28 for 37, 329 yards and a touchdown pass. He also had a rushing touchdown, which is quite nice. Um, Kyle Pitts for a chain, leading receiver for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. How long have we been waiting to say that? Um, Too long. Drake London had a number of like really great contested catches. You could tell these guys were fucking pumped and ready yeah. for this game. Um, I, I just thought it was an overall – like without you know i thought for sure that we were gonna we were trying to lose this game by fumble. we bet you know, it Bij- we bet it in our parlay that the Texans. i thought winning. for sure they were gonna lose Bijan had a fumble who else fumbled um john smith had a really big fumble too uh, um but every time we fumbled the defense bailed us out and either forced them to punt or held them to only a field goal um this was a really impressive performance by ritter and the 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 falcons defense um and they kind of humbled C- uh, cj stroud a little yeah. bit um it's good, man. It's, it's it was funny you remember my bold prediction where i said that it based on the fact that he had been so disappointed having lost in that stadium uh mm. oh, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the bulldogs i saw an article yesterday where he said damn he's like this stadium this that's twice now this stadium has done me mm. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you knew it was so, going to be on his mind. <laughs> yeah, he does not like playing in the A. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, but I'll say the same thing about Ritter that I would say about Fields. I'm not I, – I need I need to see it a little more before yeah. I'm convinced. Um, I, I'm, yeah, we, we won a game that we easily could have lost. Um and I'm happy about that, but um, I'm still not 100% in on Ritter. Are you 100% in on the Detroit Lions? I'm like, is it possible to be 1,000% in <laughs> on something? Omari for, for paternity tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, these I'm guys. I'm man. Yeah, I'm in. Because I feel of like the defense, even though they gave up 24 to the Panthers, it was kind sure. of a shootout. But that defense, man, uh, Hutchinson is the real deal, man. Agreed. If Even if he's not – he's adding pressure. He's adding stress to the quarterback's life always. Mm. Different moves. The, the They look off balance every time they're trying to block him. 
I like I like that, and it seems like the team is feeding off of that energy from whatever that side one, he's on. And that one-handed interception. Oh yeah, that, that was nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> that was pretty nice. One-handed yeah. interception where where Young is trying to just dump a check down to the running back, and he just reaches out with that big right hand and big right hand, that little uh, little right. Well, arm. that short little arm and those big <laughs> angry lion paws and just yeah. just hauled it in. Yeah, man. Uh, it was almost as good as Bijan Robinson's one-handed catch that he took to the house too. That was <laughs> you saw that too. That was hot. Forgot to mention that. Uh, anyway. Um, Montgomery had another day over a hundred yards yeah. and a touchdown. Yep. They were without Amon Ross St. Brown, which made us all a little nervous. Yep. Uh, but that did not really seem to matter so much. Um, partly because, you know, I mean, Bryce young, you know, he, he throws two picks. Miles Sanders also lost a fumble, um, you know, three turnovers in one game and you're, Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And playing against a team like the Lions that has just a really, really fun mm-hmm. offense. I mean, the touchdown pass to Sam Laporta was a thing of beauty. It was like a, a double reverse. Yeah. Uh and then uh yeah. you know, flea flea flicker <laughs> back to Goff. He hits uh Laporta in stride. Sam Laporta is is having himself a hell of a year. This guy is 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 definitely, even though he's a rookie, announcing that he is one of the best tight ends in the league. Have you uh, heard the comparisons of him to Bronk to Gronk that are out there been thrown around? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. He wears the number too, so maybe yeah. he's uh, maybe he's inspired by the big guy. I think there's going to be a bit of a tight end revolution. Um, a la Tony it, Gonzalez, uh, Antonio Gates. Because uh, you you got a you got a lot of good rookie tight ends in the league this year, uh, and next year you got my man, current Bulldog Brock Bowers, who's mm. still playing for the Georgia Bulldogs, who is is being compared to Travis Kelsey already. Um, oh wow! Is he? You think this, he'll be better than Kyle Pitts? I, I think you and I could be better than Kyle Pitts <laughs> at this point. No, man. Give him time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But, you know, to your point, I think the Lions are for real. Yeah. Um, I think they they appear to have one of the best um, defenses in the league as well as one of the best offensive lines in the league, um, which kind of gives you everything you need in order to operate. and. Uh, and win football games. I, I'm, I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see them play what we think of as an elite team in the league to see how that, I mean, they held up pretty good against the chiefs, even though we, we think the chiefs are a little wobbly they beat this the year, chiefs. but yeah, that's true. Actually they did. They beat the chiefs. That's right. Um, then we got I don't know. The- I, I'm oh, sorry. I was moving on. I just, I feel like the 49ers are the measuring stick. We'll get to that later, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> the line is, uh, they got a ways to go to get there. Yeah. All right. Then we got the uh, division rivalry of the Colts and the Titans. Mm. My thing I took from this game, the Colts win 23-16. Um, I thought the Titans would win, of course, and uh, I was wrong. But this is the second game that Richardson goes out and Minshew seals the game. Hmm. Mm. And this is also the – is this the fourth game Richardson's been injured in? Something like that? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. I haven't heard anybody call him fragile yet. I haven't heard calls for his retirement <clears throat> yet. He's had two concussions, injured shoulder. Interesting. That when you're six seven, this is, you're getting treated differently than a six foot Hawaiian guy. Just throwing it out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a it's a fair point. The one note that I made uh, related to Richardson is, you know, the age old saying: the bigger they come, the harder they fall. Oof. Um, part of being a good quarterback is being able to stay healthy and stay on the field. The best ability opinion. is availability. It, correct. <laughs> Um, the other important part of this, uh, this, this win is God bless Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Um, what a smart move it was to bring this guy in as your backup. Um, yeah. I mean, is there a more competent backup in the NFL than Gardner Minshew? I, I say nah. not. Um, he's gotta be the best and, <clears throat> and he gets to, cause Richardson by, by all reports, Richardson's going to miss some time here. Um, his sprain, you know, it's the same injury that Derek Carr had who didn't miss any time, but apparently mm. they're saying it's like a grade three sprain. Like an AC sprain? Um, yeah, so, and it's his throwing shoulder, of course. And when you saw him walking off the field, I mean, the dude, it was like his arm is just hanging there. He can't even move it. Yeah. Um, you know, this means that Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward just in time for him to go up against his old squad, the Jacksonville Jaguars next Ooh. week. I am so <laughs> here for it. That is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean. What's up with Tennessee? Is that what you're going to ask? They have some real issues with their offensive line. I mean, it, like, I mean, they have these two great run- – Derrick Henry, we obviously know, is is quite good. Tajay Spears is really fun to watch as well. Yeah. He he had a, ru- a nice rushing touchdown in this game. Um, and he is quietly kind of competing with Derrick Henry for snaps in, in almost every game they've played this season. Um, but they just cannot run the ball, which has kind of been their bread and butter for years. And it helps Tannehill because he's best on a play action. Exactly. That being said, DeAndre Hopkins probably had his best game of the year. He had 140 yards on eight catches. He looked very good. Um, But, you know, and we also had the return of Jonathan Taylor in this game, which was interesting, but Zach Moss stole the show. Um, They're obviously trying to work Taylor in. They don't want to give him too much of a workload right away. Um, But Zach Moss had a career day yes 20, th- 23 carries 165 yards and two touchdowns man the tennessee titans had no answer for zach moss and um, normally they're so sound on defense that keeps them in games they only lost by a touchdown though so but hmm. Damn, yeah it's um this this division is <laughs> predicting this division right now is so i mean they, three they, and two who saw that before Sunday started, all four teams were sitting at two and two. Yeah. Um, you know, and now it's it's the Colts and the Jags sitting at the top of this division tied three at three two. and two. It's um I think the Jags are the number three seed right now. <laughs> in the AFC. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Just under the Dolphin. That's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. There was a game in Miami on Sunday. How did that go? What? Uh... What? (laughs) (laughs) 
It was another relaxed Sunday. We forgot to, because the first home game, I had bought some bubbly so we could uh, have a little toast to the team, and we never got to do it. It was uh, the Denver game, too. So we didn't get to do our toast, so we said, all right, we know we'll get this victory. Let's do it at the beginning of this game, because the Denver game was such a blowout, you know what I mean? We just kind of like, this one, we did it before the game started. And uh, Miami, they they showed up on defense for once. Offense did what they could do. Tua had a couple blunders that resulted in uh, basically almost all of the points of the Giants. He threw a pick six, and he mm. uh, threw another pick that led to a field goal. So 10 of their 16 points came because of the offense. Mm. So that means they only scored six points on our defense, which is a good sign. For, or a bad sign for the Giants. Good sign for my team, the Miami Dolphins. Um, and Devon Achan. 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 Went nuts. And added to, like, the, the lift, list keeps shifting of the fastest speeds recorded in the league so far. The top six are all Dolphins, but they just keep moving around because they keep running faster. And uh, Tyreek Hill ran the fastest in the league. On his run. And he also got caught on that run, too. Um, but Wasn't it, caught, it 20, 22 miles point, an hour or something? Yeah, over 22 miles per hour. And then a Chan had 21-something. Crazy. Yeah, it's like... There, and there's a formation out there where there's a Chan, <laughs> Hill, Waddle, and Mostert all on the field at the same time. Talk about a nightmare. And they, they kept That's talking not. about... Uh, <laughs> The defensive coordinator like have, couldn't sleep. He said it. I couldn't sleep all week. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was uh, Wink Martindale. Yeah, he said they asked him like, "How do you, how how do you scheme for that?" He's like, "I don't. I I try. I, I think about it. I go to sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night, take a piss, <laughs> and then I have nightmares while I'm trying to go back to sleep." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> He was like very funny and honest about it at the yeah. same time. I mean, it, it, it's the crazy. Giants I mean, so bad, bro. <clears throat> Giants are terrible. Daniel Jones got knocked out of this game with a neck injury. Yeah, uh, because he got absolutely clobbered from behind in the pocket. My Van um, and then they brought in the unluckiest quarterback in the history of the NFL, Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who you know who oh, whatever he he did what he did but he uh, yeah which was basically nothing um this team the giants i mean whatever i thought they were i didn't think they were that good last year to be honest i felt like they were yeah I, I felt like they were a fake um yeah. a fake team a little like the vikings which is mm-hmm. also starting to show up this year as well mm-hmm. um uh, but that being said, they, it, without Saquon, this team has no identity whatsoever. Um, mm. And yeah. they just it, there's just nothing there's not there's nothing to be scared of as long as he's not on the field. I mean, because their receiver core is special, man. It's so weird. I was looking. Yeah, because their like, their receiving core is not special. Um, it's not interesting. I, I don't know why they didn't. I don't know. I don't know what their if salary gonna, cap situation was. Pay, but. If you're going to pay uh, Daniel Jones, then it feels like surround him with stuff to justify it. 
But it's like, and then they're not even using them. Like we thought it was gonna be Josh Allen light. They didn't really. I didn't see any uh, RPOs with them at all the whole game. Hmm. I don't know, man. And they have four million in cap space right now. So mm. it's not like they got a bunch to mess around with. I don't know. We'll see, I, man. This is oof, not looking good I for just, them. I, the way they play, I just don't see them winning very many football games for the rest of the year. I don't either. It wasn't much to be uh, po- like uh, no positive takeaways from that one, except for they take away. They took the ball away from Miami three times. And Mostert fumbled as well. The guy hit him right on the ball, but it didn't. It went out of bounds. Mm. So, I mean, if the defense – but if the offense is not putting up points, I mean, if you win the turnover battle three to zero, and you lose the game thirty-one to sixteen, you got some mm. issues, man. Agreed. Um, Speaking I of mean, issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a brilliant segue. <clears throat> uh, I take so much delight in the Patriots' downfall. I've been terrorized yeah. for twenty years. Whatever. <laughs> So, so sue me, all right? But they look so bad. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I mean, the regression that is Mac Jones's progress in the NFL is crazy. When it was the first season, we were like, heir apparent. He's heir apparent. They did it again. This was a, a Green Bay Packers-like find where Aaron Rodgers follows Favre and we're going to have another 15 years of... Uh, elite quarterback play then last year they had a debacle but we were like you know what we'll get another a real offensive coordinator in here and bring mac back and he's officially whack jones man i a hundred percent i don't i mean the level of dysfunction and especially all of it on display in this game you can't score a single point against the new orleans saints um, I mean, Mac Jones is 12 for 22, 110 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he also fumbled the ball away. Um, one of those picks was a pick six or no, it was the fumble. No, that was a pick, pick six. six yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great pick to fingertips and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, the empire is crumbling before our eyes and it's like, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, normally it's hard for me usually to celebrate a saint's victory, but, um, <laughs> but I'm not going to lie The as much as I dislike the saints, the Patriots have certainly hurt me as a Falcons fan more than the saints ever could. Um, and this is, this is brilliant. I don't know what, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what's happened to this team, either, I it, it I don't know if I'm so bold to say that it's just years of hubris and mismanagement that's finally coming back. Yeah, to haunt Piper. them because oh. um, they had that year when they brought in those receivers and it didn't work out. When they did take a shot at it, and it was like, uh oh, now they've done, and then nope, didn't work out uh, with the Muhammad Sanu and all of that stuff. Yeah, uh, and now it's just like I don't know who, like who are their receivers like, but then again. It falls on the quarterback. The the Patriots are made for they're supposed to be built to have, you know, pedestrian guys out there that are in the system and look good and it just looks like the system might be broken or something. Yeah, you're right. The the system is supposed to outweigh Yeah. Elite talent. The, uh, 
the the elite talent. But the problem is, is that you look up and down this roster. I mean, even in the days where that was true, where the system was supposed to outweigh the elite talent, they always had some elite talent. But you yeah. look at this roster and there's nobody. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is supposed to be their lead back. He's been terrible all year. Yeah. Um, Mac yeah, Jones hasn't can, been you good. You can stack the box because you're not worried about Mac Jones. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the way he was, he looked so bad. He looked so bad. The missing, because sometimes people were schemed open, and he just missed them by yeah. five yards. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I was, I literally, I know it sounds weird as a a, a fan of my team. But I really, as I'm watching him, I'm just I like, was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> I'm really actually rooting for him to do well, um, especially with the the whole defensive coordinator being an offensive coordinator mixed with the special teams. You know what I mean? That whole debacle last year is like feeling bad for him on the sidelines saying this, this the short shit ain't working or whatever he said. Mm. But it just looks like it ain't him. He ain't it? Mm-mm. No. No. He ain't it. Um, I mean, I, I'm really fascinated to see how the rest of the season plays out as this debacle continues in yeah. New England. On the New Orleans side of the ball. Um, oh, yeah, they played. <laughs> I mean, they also played football yeah. in this game. Uh, it's not like Derek Carr was all that good, but he, I guess he didn't really have to be that good because when you have that many turnovers to work yeah. with, you always got a short field. He threw a couple of touchdown passes. The most notable thing that happened in this game is that Alvin Kamara with 80 yards and a touchdown became the New Orleans Saints all-time touchdown leader. Oh, wow. Congrats. So congratulations to Alvin Kamara. Um, so he beat more than some guy up. <laughs> yes. He beat a record. <laughs> I don't remember who he beat, but it was. Didn't yeah. he beat up some dude out of after party or some shit? That's what he yeah, yeah, but I mean, in touch, I don't know who he beat in touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I saw who he beat in that bar in Las Vegas. That guy's face was like, <laughs> he looked like the elephant man when he got done with him. Motherfucker he was, was probably like, yeah, hit me again. All right, I'll take it. I'll take an ass whooping from a professional athlete to get paid. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Yo, we had a comedian in town, right, um, that we brought from New York. And I was just talking to him about comedians. I know he knows so many people on the New York scene. And there's a guy, uh, you probably recognize him if you see him, but he like hosts the uh, Comedy Cellar, which is one of the most popular clubs in the world. His name's Artie Fuqua. And mm. I asked about him. I was like, man, I love the way this guy performs. And uh, he was like, yeah, he's rich as shit now. Do you remember when Tracy Morgan got in a car accident and almost died? Yes. Artie Fuqua was in the car as well. Mm. And one of their friends was in the car as well and died. <clears throat> the, Damn. The vehicle that like crushed them was a Walmart vehicle. Oh, Lord. Artie Fuqua <laughs> received... <laughs> Ninety million dollars. Wow! <laughs> it got ninety Shit. million from that car accident. They lost their friend, and that's horrible. Of course, I know he's been through some hardship as well with uh, losing a, a, a child. He lost it not in the car accident, but you know what I mean. Just like yeah. Uh, but he he said that he now like takes people on trips and stuff. Like just living the the good life now. 
Damn, it makes him want to go hit by go get hit by a Walmart. Walmart, yeah. <laughs> go out there road rage. Ah, fuck you, Walmart driver. <laughs> oh my god. As <laughs> long as I stay alive, man, I don't want to die in an accident. Yeah, <laughs> when, damn. Oh, that's I, if up. I die, my family gets some money. But yeah, that was you know Walmart wanted to shut that shit down. Here, take ninety mil. That was him. And then the other people wow. they got they got money too. Tracy Morgan was, got paid, and the other there yeah. was one guy who went right back and like performed comedy like the next day or something. Uh-huh. So he ended up getting like a like a couple million, like three million dollars because he didn't like lay up in the hospital and all that shit. Dumbass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Spe- anyway, that's my side Spe- note. Speaking of car accidents, the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Steelers played football this weekend. Sergeant Segway. <laughs> this game felt like a car accident. Yeah, man. It didn't it? Annoying. Yeah. This was this was hard to watch. Yeah. Um you know, it started out looking like the Ravens were just going to steamroll yeah. the Steelers. Um, they look good early. You never really thought the Steelers' defense was going to be able to keep up with Lamar Jackson. Um, but unfortunately for Lamar, his receivers could not hold on to the fucking football. Yeah. I mean, I think they said on the broadcast this is the most drop passes in a game in like two or three years or something. Any game? Re- yeah. Oh wow! It was crazy. Uh, who? It, Mark Andrews had a drop. Nelson Aguilar had a just a guaranteed touchdown pass. Hit him right in the yeah. hands, and he just dropped it. Um, his receivers were letting him down the entire game, um, and. They allowed the Steelers to kind of hang around. They allowed the defense to kind of get with it. Um, they caused a couple of turnovers. Um, I think they forced Lamar to fumble the ball a couple of times. Justice Hill also had a, f- a fumble. Yeah. They got turned over to the Steelers. Um, and then before you knew it, the Steelers had the ball in their hands with just a little bit of time left on the clock. Um, and we're in a pretty good position uh, to win the football game. Mm-hmm. And um, there he was, my man, former Bulldog, George, George Pickens, turning out the lights in Baltimore, he, he punching not. him in the mouth. You knew that was coming, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> I was ready. I was, let me go ahead and find this. Let me go ahead and yeah. find this. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry, but my man, George Pickens, was, was, was bowling. You uh, see the stat line? 130 yards and a touchdown. Man. I mean, he – and then, of course, like, I mean, how he got so wide open on the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I don't know who That's was covering the thing. Him, That's but. the thing they say about Baltimore, man. Hmm? That secondary might they, – they, yeah. And they had an injury. Uh, didn't they lose somebody in the secondary? I th- did Marcus Peters, I think. Okay. Is he with them? I can't remember. So. I, I, somebody got hurt in the secondary. Hmm. But, I mean, that's no excuse. <laughs> you don't let somebody get behind you like that. This is, tw- this is twice now this year where Baltimore has lost a game. They, they, they lost a game by basically beating themselves. The same thing when they lost to the Colts. How many times did it happen last year? It happened a lot last year, too. They yeah. are that team. They're that team that can absolutely just – send you to your grave or they can come out there and just beat the shit out of themselves. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I don't know if it's the coaching. Um, 
I mean, well, in this game, you can't but you can't blame all those drop passes on the coaching for this no. game. I'll say that. Um, sometimes it is hardball, though. Sometimes it's hardball. But today, those receivers, <laughs> man, I can tell you yeah. what they're going to be on the jugs machine all week this week. <laughs> they're going to be firing at them 100 yeah. miles an hour. The Steelers had no business winning this football game. I think but it was Marlon Humphrey because Peters got traded. Yeah, Marlon you're Humphrey. right. <clears throat> Marlon Humphrey. I knew it was. Uh, uh, hmm. Damn. Uh, and it, he, that's one of those teams because they're that old school style. Too, but both of, I like both of those teams, though, the Steelers and the Ravens. But that division, hmm. because of that Ravens loss, man, that v- division is kind of wide open. That, because the Ravens lost and the Steelers, or uh, sorry, the Bengals won, which we'll get mm-hmm. to later. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're still in it. They're still very much in it. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, the next game is the Eagles versus the Rams. I picked mm. the Eagles to win, thankfully, because <laughs> mm. I was getting my ass handed to me all flip and pick them. And the uh, the Eagles, I mean, the Rams put up a fight like they've been doing all year. Mm. Absolutely. And, uh, they're, they're, they look better than their record of 2-3, and three, and the Eagles look worse than a record of 5-0. and oh. But – I would agree with that. They are undefeated, nonetheless. It's true. Uh, Cooper Cup was back. Um, people um, were was he? worried that he was just going to be like a decoy. That was not the case. Um, eight receptions, 118 yards, no touchdowns. Puka Nakua, uh, those uh, other people were worried that Puka Nakua was going to suddenly become irrelevant. Um, but that mm-hmm. wasn't true either. He had 71 yards and a touchdown. Tutu Atwell had a nice touchdown grab. Um, and they kind of, yeah, they really hung with the Eagles yeah. um, for the majority of the game. This It was, it was close, very close. Um, but then in the end, the, the Eagles did just enough to kind of to kind of pull this one out, which, you know, it is, it's weird. It's they're five and zero, oh, so mm-hmm. that's real. Um, but you know, they've been less convincing. Yeah. Um, Jalen hurts though, man, he steps mm-hmm. up when it's time. Yeah. Like it felt like every time they needed a big play, he made it happen either with his arm or his legs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they've, and they perfected a tush push. Of course, everybody's, Every team has one now. What's your take? Uh, A lot of people are saying, oh, it should be banned. What's your take? I mean, if if it's for safety reasons, then, of course, I'm always siding for safety. But nobody's been hurt during it yet. I think if people started getting hurt. I saw um, in one play they did it, and the Rams were all offsides. (laughs) It didn't even matter. It was like all – I think Greg Olson might have called this game because I love the way he calls games. But um, whoever it was was like, well, they're all offsides. didn't matter anyway. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> it just uh, I don't know, man. Somebody's going to have to find a way. I think it, you might have to run around and, like, pull them. If you can get, because their focus is right on the middle. I was I was trying to figure out a scheme to do it. I've seen people try to jump over the top, but if you come like an angle between the tackle and guard and like grab his waist and pull him, that might be the only way. Or hit the pusher somehow. But it's just hard to do with all that mess in front of you. I mean, they did they did throw a stat up on the screen while they were talking about this and how, you know, when the Eagles run this play, they're like 95% 
successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when other teams in the league try to run this play, they're like 75 to 80% successful. Yeah, so it's like, first, yeah. so I'm like, I, I don't, I mean, I get that people are like, that's not football. It looks more like rugby. And it's like, well, sometimes football look like rugby. <laughs> well, it it literally came from rugby, so yeah. I don't I don't see what the big deal is. I, I, I agree. It I agree. It's not a very it's not like it's a sexy play, um, unless you like your sex rough. But uh, it's not like they do it all the way down the field either. They do it when they get closer. To, don't let them get closer to the end zone. Don't let them get to fourth and one. Yeah. And at some point, you know, somebody will figure out a way around it. It always happens. The Wildcat looked like a crazy, you know, new thing in the NFL. And then people figured it out the, two years later. Mm. Yeah, and I don't people have a sprinkle with it. it in. I don't have yeah, I don't have a problem <clears throat> with it at all. I think defenses need to figure that shit out. You don't want us dancing in your end zone. Don't let us score a touchdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. As was stated by the Miami player in the U documentary. Mm. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Um, somebody woke up in Cincinnati, mm. mm-hmm. when uh, <laughs> uh, or in Arizona, the Bengals played the Cardinals, and uh, the Bengals put up thirty four on the Cardinals, who've been feisty all year. Mm. Uh, and Joshua yep. Dobbs, D- Joshua Dobbs came down to earth, and Joe Burrow came back to the stratosphere <laughs> and started playing like uh, what calf. Mm. And uh, he, oh, Chase and fucking uh, Jamar Chase, oh my god, goodness gracious! Yeah, Joe Burrow looked more like Joe Burrow than he has all year. Yeah, um, just even even the eye test of just watching him maneuver in the pocket as the pressure started to come, you could tell he had said going into this game, "I feel better than I felt all year," which you can't believe that until no. you see it but but you could tell you could tell from from the way he was able to maneuver his way exactly around the pocket and you know he he jamar chase last week said i'm always fucking open uh and in this <laughs> game he was right he had 19 targets 15 catches 
19 for 192 wow. <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. Wow. He got the hat trick, baby. Um, it's like you got to go and, like we said it, you got to guard this guy. Yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. And that one, the second one was the most beautiful one. That was the one that felt like, oh, shit, if yeah. this is back, everybody's in trouble. <laughs> Where Burrow, Burrow drops back and hits Chase in stride. Just a beautiful rainbow pass right into a bucket for a 63-yard mm. touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that was like, shit, if that's back, AFC AFC North is in trouble. Look if out. That's back. Ravens better get their shit together. Yeah. But again, the Cardinals, like you said, they they've they've been feisty all year. They're playing um a lot better than anyone, above their weight. Yeah. than anyone ever expected them to. Um and they they were in this game until the fourth quarter. I mean, they were yeah. they were out here trying to meet match them blow for blow. They were coming at it, but then the big turning point in the game was actually Bengals had the ball in the red zone, and I think they turned the ball over on downs deep, uh, like just two or three oh, yards yeah, from yeah, the yeah. end zone. And, the- <laughs> and two plays later, Dobbs um, threw a pick six yeah. right there um, at the goal line, and um, talk about deflating. Yeah, and then it was, and then it was kind of all, and then the Bengals put on another one. Um, and it was it was over from there. Um, must be a great great win for the Bengals. Must be yeah. such a relief for the Bengals fans to see, because um, even the game that they won uh, against the Rams, it's not like you felt like right. it's not like you left that game feeling like Joe Burrow was was one hundred percent healthy or or looked yeah. all that great. But this was a dominant performance where it felt like everything was clicking on offense. Uh, the defense did what they needed to do to help win the game. Um, this was their first complete win of the yeah. season, in my opinion. I never thought about the calf muscle as much as I have this season. But, like, <laughs> if you look at uh, in the Jacksonville game, when they're over there massaging uh, yep. his, calf, his calf muscle, uh, T-Law. Yep. Massaging the calf muscle. I was like, wow, maybe the calf is an underrated, underrated <laughs> body part. I wish I had one of those funky little massage gun things when I pop my calf. I've popped my calf muscle twice, and it hurts Oof. like a motherfucker. Sucks. I have one. If Next time, I'll let you borrow it. Hmm. I got the little nice. massage gun. Um, Damn. I don't even know how to segue this one. Broncos, Jets. Broncos took another L. They're looking like the worst team in football. The Jets got a victory that's going to make people think they're good against a team that might be historically <laughs> bad. <laughs> the Nate Hackett revenge game. Yeah. Yeah, they kept showing him. I get annoyed when they push these narratives so hard. It's like, you might as well cut away to Taylor Swift again. Like, so stop it, guys. <laughs> we got Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady warm-up throw. <laughs> Camera is like trying to stay busy, man. We get it. And we know that Nate Hackett is not the reason the Jets won. It's it's Sean Payton. <laughs> Is the reason the Jets won. And Sean Payton yeah. is trying his best to blame this shit on Russell Wilson, who happens to be statistically one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. And they also fumbled the ball away three yeah. times yep. in this game. Um, Jets defense, man. They do that Jets, de- Jets defense was balling out. Um, I read somewhere a few days ago they were basically saying 
um, you know, Sean Payton came into the year and said, we're going to do everything the opposite that the Broncos did last year. And this analyst pointed out that he's actually right because the, the last year the offense was terrible, but the defense was good. And mm-hmm. this year the offense is actually not mm-hmm. that bad. And it's the defense that's terrible. Like historically bad. Yeah. Um, they are like the, I think they are the worst <clears throat> defense in the NFL. I'm pretty sure. Statistically speaking. Um, and then you, I mean, if it's not like you even need to check the stats, you just lost a game to Zach Wilson, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, you lost to Zach Wilson. Brees Hall had a really nice game. Um, oh yeah, twenty-two carries, hundred and seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. He had one really long seventy-two yard uh, run. And you know, again, with all those turnovers, you're working with a short field. You're just making the Jets' job easier. Um, and as much as we have, I mean, yeah, I think it's whatever narrative is narrative. Um, but you know, these jets were ready for this game. Yes. They, they, you give them that much bulletin board material. Um, they, they circled it on the calendar and the training camp. Yeah. My so, question is, I mean, it's that time of the episode. <laughs> for a game show question. This is when uh, one of us asked the other one. A simple question on this Price is Right thing. My question for you, Skip, is who is the next person that Sean Payton will blame besides himself? He's already blamed Nathaniel Hackett. He's blamed Russell Wilson. Who's next in the blame game for Sean Payton? It's got to be one of his, probably his defensive coordinator. Uh, yes, that's correct. It's going to be Vance Joseph. <laughs> the leading candidate for the blame game is Vance Joseph. Thank you so much, Skiff Masara. You win a new car. Yes. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Brisket and Friends. <laughs> brought to you by Brisket and Friends. <laughs> the only oh, car in the world that runs on barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh it's it's starting to look like it's champagne man it looks like you're the problem bro it is also starting to look like the denver broncos might be the top candidate mm-hmm. to move into yard sale mode yeah. uh, before the trade deadline there are a lot of rumors um they already traded uh randy gregory earlier in the week which we'll get to in the next episode we'll talk about some trade stuff Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of um people suggesting that the broncos might be better off if they take all the things that are worth something and start trading them for picks because they ain't got no picks Mm -hmm. um Uh, i'll take sertan hmm Heir apparent to uh, <laughs> Xavier Howard. <clears throat> it's uh, if, if I don't know. There's a lot of people suggesting they need to just strip it down for parts. You probably got to keep Sertan though. Him, I think you keep, but yeah. you know they have a lot of things that I mean. Jerry Judy is frequently mentioned. Um, yeah, you know Russell Wilson, of course. Yeah, Corlin um, Sutton. Yeah. Sutton. You know they. We'll see. Um, 
this uh, rookie, out, this man. this rookie running back that the Broncos have is one of the few bright spots on the team. Jaleel McLaughlin, he's yeah. he's been he's had a couple of good weeks. He's really fun to watch. Um, he might be the only thing uh, interesting about the Broncos at the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. We got a, a few games left. We can move on to uh, what I thought might be an upset, but it turned out it was a close one. But uh, the Chiefs pulled it out. The Chiefs beat the Vikings twenty-seven to twenty, and. Uh, this was one that you you call correctly and flip them, pick them. Hmm. Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs Chiefs, though. No. They're no, they not, don't. But the, the when you play. is kind of holding it down, though. When you play the – you know what? Their defense is actually, I think, probably one of the main reasons why they keep winning these football games. Yeah. Um, and in this particular game um, – I mean, the one question that everybody wants answered is, can the Minnesota Vikings stop fumbling the football? Bro, I Has anyone fumbled? It. Has anyone fumbled more than the Minnesota Vikings this it year? Can't I don't be. think it can't so. Be. It can't be possible that anybody has I don't, more. I, I haven't looked this up, but I, I feel like it. Ha- there's no way anyone's come close. It's insane. I, I Yeah, I don't get it. Um the Chiefs defense had a great performance. They, you know, they they bottled up the run. Alexander Madison only had 26 yards on eight carries. Um, you know, it, they just it. Kelsey got injured in this game and managed to find his way back and score a touchdown. Um, Rasheed Rice also had a touchdown. It's kind of weird the way the Chiefs piece these victories together. Um. Again, yeah, they're one of those teams out. that and, – and we obviously just talked about the Broncos, you know, potentially going into yard sale mode. If I were the Chiefs, I'd be buyers. Um, see if you can get your hands on a Jerry Judy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine, a guy, yeah. imagine a guy like that. You know, you think yep. of him on the Broncos as being like, oh, he's kind of disappointing. But put him on the Chiefs and watch him, like, catch a 75-yard game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. You could just see it happening. You it's funny because I mean? it felt like the Chiefs scored, and I always yelled the player's name with a question mark. Ross, who's <laughs> 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 Ross? I never heard it. You know, there's a Ross on the Chiefs. Hmm. Yo, the uh, fumbles in 2023. I just looked it up. Yeah, Jacksonville leads the league. Oh, do they? In fumbles, yeah. Okay, and it's 13 fumbles, followed by the Ravens with 12. Oh wow! And a three-way tie between the Browns, Vikings, and Dolphins. This must not be lost fumbles. Hmm. But lost fumbles, Minnesota leads by far with eight. Hmm. Mm. See, so there we Jacksonville go. fumbled thirteen <laughs> times and they lost five of them. Yeah. So see, like, okay. yeah. the Dolphins fumbled ten times; they only lost three. But it seems that like the, the the Vikings have such bad luck that they lost eighty percent of their fumbles. So huh. the, the football gods are paying them back for all of those close victories last year. And and they're you know and this year the, every game they've lost has been I think every game they've lost has been a one score game. Um, yeah, it feels like it. And they are one, one and four. four. Yeah. 
And to make matters worse, and I don't, as of right now, I don't know how big of a problem this is, but Justin Jefferson left this game with a hamstring injury and might be missing some time in the future. So this team without Justin Jefferson, they're just not going to want that. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who the Vikings are. No, I don't, I don't. I don't know why I should be afraid of the Minnesota Vikings if he's not on the field. Yeah. Um, and their defense just isn't good enough to make it ugly. I mean, they held the Chiefs to 27. They've been okay, but their defense seems at the end of the game, it's just like they just run out of gas. They start off nice, and then it's just like they don't have the personnel. So it's on Kirk, man. Earned that money last year, the contract. Yeah. He's also rumored – in as a as a yard sale item, Kirk Cousins. Jets? I think they're talking about the Jets, right? Yeah, there was an Atlanta rumor as well. Um, <laughs> that but, would be um, nice for y'all. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, the Chiefs. For whatever reason, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I don't know if it's like the brain trust that runs that team that manages to keep them in the win column. Um, Andy Reid and his staff, the way they the way they just seem to win football games, regardless of whether they blow people out or or whether yeah. they win by seven points, it doesn't really seem to matter. They always just figure out a way to to win football games. And then of course when you have Patrick Mahomes, you feels like you always have a chance. Yeah. Um that's what they do. So I don't Dude. know. The, Chiefs will keep rolling, and the Vikings um, keep rolling. <laughs> uh, I think the Vikings are in officially in panic mode. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah. What about the? Uh, are the Dallas Cowboys in panic mode? <laughs> I feel like the Dallas Cowboys are always in panic mode. Um, <laughs> always out here trying to. Line. <laughs> they're always up here trying to box above their weight class, acting yeah. like they're the best team in football. Um, and then again, they came up against the measuring stick, and the measuring stick mm, whooped that pulled, ass. Pulled it out. <laughs> Showed how big it is. Dak Prescott, fourteen for twenty-four, one hundred fifty-three yards, one touchdown pass, three interceptions. Man, how many does he have this year? It's a good question. <laughs> I'm about to look because he said. Remember what he said before the season started? Yeah, he said, that's what I'm trying to say. He said. But he said it was very funny. He said, I'm not gonna throw I'm not going to throw ten interceptions this year. And I was like, Well, that's a funny way to put it because you know you could throw <laughs> over that, right? Yeah, exactly. You know that means that you could throw fourteen or fifteen or he's got four so far this year. <clears throat> All right. Well, six more to go. <laughs> um The 49ers are just rolling, man. All systems go. Uh, Brock Purdy looks like he really understands this offense and he's distributing the ball well. He's moving around well, uh, finding receivers. Their their players are catching defenses off guard. Shanahan is in his bag. They just look primed to like make it all the way. Like you know what I mean? They're really rolling. It's impressive. Yeah, and they just steamrolled this good defense. They have so many guys that can hurt you in week after week. Usually it's McCaffrey, and McCaffrey had a pretty average day by his standards, only 51 yards rushing. He still had a touchdown. He also had a fumble in the red mm-hmm. zone. Um, 
you know, some weeks it's Ayuk, some weeks it's Debo Samuel, but this week it was George Kittle mm-hmm. with th- with it, this is what I call the perfect hat trick. Yeah, three catches, three touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> nasty. And he's sporting the fuck Dallas t-shirt underneath his jersey and flashing it to the fans. When oh, it yeah. <laughs> Which, you know he's going to get fined for that. But I guarantee you, I was laughing with Isak about this yesterday. He was like, you think he's going to get fined for that? And I said, dude, George Kittle has already taken $14,000 and set it aside on his bedside <laughs> table before yeah. he even went to the game because he already knew he was going to, he's like, I already took that money out. Where do you want me to send it? Yeah. Uh, he's like, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what more can you say about the San Francisco 49ers after a performance like this? You know, the narrative going into this game was um, that this would be a very juicy NFC title game matchup. Uh, at this point, I don't even see why that would be an interesting game at all. If these no. two teams met in the NFC title game, even even with the dirty taste in your mouth of having, you know, lost forty two to ten, I still wouldn't expect the Dallas Cowboys. Normally, I would say like, oh, I hate it. Like when the, you know, I hate to play the same team twice after we beat them. If it's a team that mm. I root for, because you're like, yeah. damn, they're going to be up for it. But yep. sh- I'm not scared of these Cowboys. Not even a little bit. Not they when seem it comes soft, to right? Even though they have such a good mm-hmm. defense, if, if they feel soft. Normally, a team with that, they have a different personality if they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. They seem so and finesse. I re- and I refuse to believe that the loss of Trayvon Diggs is nah. is what's making the defense fall apart. It's not that. It's not that. No, nah, they have really um, good personnel on defense, more yeah. than just him. Uh-huh. And they have Dan Quinn as a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So and but losing to Arizona and San Francisco, not a good look, man. I mean, San Francisco's understandable, but Arizona's the other loss. It's like you didn't get up for that game, and then you didn't get up for this game. Two games that I don't know. I mean, we'll they see. just couldn't. They couldn't even. They just couldn't even really move the ball in this game. No, and then yeah, and then the picks and all of that. Yeah, I mean the first down. San Francisco beat Dallas twenty-five to eight in first downs. Damn. Four four hundred and twenty-one total yards to hundred and ninety-seven. I mean, it's like <laughs> it, it wasn't even a contest. I mean, they just they just straight up whooped that ass. Damn. Hmm. And the final game of the week, last night's game was the Packers and the Raiders. And then uh underwhelming matchup that might have saved Josh McDaniels' his job. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> they held they held the Packers to 13 points. Packers have a pretty good defense, so I'm not surprised that the uh, Raiders got 17 points. But uh it ended on an interception by uh Jordan Love, who threw three interceptions, came back down to earth. And uh, he he went 16 for 30, 182 yards, three picks. And, yeah, they kept that camera on him, that dejected face camera. You know, they always have them. Mm. <laughs> during the game. He's just like, what I, what have I done? And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm, I feel underwhelmed by him. He's so, so much underneath stuff by him. 
They had to only thrown the ball um, by the time the fourth quarter got around. They had only attempted a throw to uh, to Adams, Devonta Adams, one time. Mm. One attempt, and then yeah, uh, by the, he ended the game with forty five yards, uh, four receptions. So that sad. is a little that is a little strange to me. Yeah, come on, Josh. Um, but they were. I mean, it, it seemed like the focal point of the Packers was keeping the ball from them. And it seemed like the Raiders were trying to prove they can win without him. But in the end, they started going to him when they really needed to hmm. <laughs> and uh, making their way downfield to, to pull it off. I mean, to me, for the Packers, this – again, when you don't have your best running back on the field – so Aaron Jones didn't play in this game. Um, mm. And then you have a quarterback like Jordan Love who – we have been starting to talk about as mm-hmm. maybe he's not quite as good as he seemed to be. He's, he's pretty, his, his accuracy rating is not that great. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, and if you can stack the box and just, you know, give Jordan love the chance to beat you, then chances are you're going to win the football game. Um, and he's kind of a gunslinger. Like he, he believes in himself. And mm-hmm. he's going to try to fit it in there. And that's where it comes to bite him with the accuracy, too. Because there was yeah. one, the defender was behind the receiver, but he kind of threw it behind the receiver right to the defender <laughs> across the middle. It's like, ugh. Yeah. And the last pick that, that sealed the game, he had a lot of field in front of him. He could have run, but he decided mm. to go for the big play. I do think that the they got away with pass interference on that play, but it was just a dumb mm. throw. So yeah, he's they got also got things, they also they didn't really get away. It, the Raiders. I don't remember who it was, but he made a very very smart horse collar tackle on yes. Christian Watson that would have so been a, a definite touchdown. Yeah, uh, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'll take the flag." Yep, yep, it saved that, the game. That, that probably won them the game right yeah, there. Yeah, man. It was like a. It was like all right. We'll get half the distance to the goal from the five. You know what I mean? And then, then they just ran like they bunched the line. I didn't get it, man. I know that he's from the McVeigh tree, but you gotta spread them out. You feel? I feel like a little bit. Uh, but they had it bunched up with one receiver out and everybody else bunched in, and then they tried to run it right down the middle. The whole defense was right there, and then they they tried to move Jordan Love at the end uh, on the third down, and it just it, it didn't work out, man. So it was. A, it turned out to be a really smart penalty. Yeah, and now they're what the Raiders are two and three, mm-hmm. um, and then they're going into their game next week against the Patriots. Oof! Josh McDaniels wins those. He's good that's up against be Belichick. An, Another Belichick <laughs> understudy. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, they will. And the and the Patriots lost their two best defensive players. Hmm. So it's not oh, – they might be – they might get Caleb Williams while we're bullshitting. <laughs> it's in the cards. Uh, I bet he would go there. I know, right? <laughs> He's already said he doesn't want to go to a bunch of teams, but I bet he, he, he wouldn't pass up a chance to play with Belichick, I think. It won't be that long with Belichick. Uh, we'll see if he survives the year. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, uh, superlatives, man. That's all the games for this week. Um, it's time to move on to superlatives. Who's your real MVP? 
I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Ooh. Um, the last two games, Justin Fields has thrown for over 600 yards and eight touchdown passes. Wow. Um, they wanted this guy to. St- <laughs> they wanted this guy to stand in the pocket and uh, and throw the rock, and he's doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, they won one of those games and lost the other one, but um, this um, I mean, if this trend continues, yeah, I I gotta say, you know, I mean, he we've been hard on him since the beginning of the year, but he in the last two weeks he's showing that he can do this even on a pretty bad football team. Um, um, I got to give him some flowers this week. I, ho- I, ho- I hope to see him do it more. You the real MVP. Um, mine is one of the hat trick players of the week. Jamar Chase, man. He said he's always open and he fucking proved it. But torching the Cardinals for three touchdowns. 15 receptions on 19 targets and 192 yards. I mean, there's not much more to say. He was he made uh made Joe Burrow look more comfortable than he's looked all year and did what he did a couple of years ago when he took the lead by storm. So, he reminded us who he is and who the the Bengals can be once they're 100%. So, I got to say Jamar Chase. You the real MVP. Nice. My uh trash I was going to go with uh, back-to-back trash for the first time in the history of this uh, <laughs> of this podcast. Really? Would that be true? I don't know. It's so, I feel like we must have gone back-to-back on Urban Meyer during his tenure. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. At least, at least uh, if you got it, I got it the next week. It had to be something like that. But what, one that stands out of uh, me, I don't remember. I don't remember personally giving somebody two in a row, but... It was going to be Mac Jones with back-to-back trash performance, but this week it's the entire New England Patriots team. Mac might just be a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. I predicted before this uh, last game that we would see Zappy in this game uh, for the second game in a row, by the way, and we did. Bailey Zappy finished the game with Mac Jones sitting on the bench looking dejected and sad like he does and pouty. Uh, thanks to ticket scalpers and improvements in the home viewing experience, home field advantage has recently been considered a thing of the past. Only a few teams hold on to an actual advantage these days, with Buffalo and Green Bay having such a strong tradition, Seattle and Miami having advantages due to stadium makeup. But for a long time, New England was one of the hardest teams to beat at home. Do you remember when they won 20 home games in a row Mm. when Tom Brady was there? Wow. You would have thought that they wouldn't lose a home game until Bill Belichick was long retired and wearing a yellow jacket. Losing at home is one thing, but they're 0-3 at home already this season and just got blanked by a Saints team that ain't really keeping coordinators up at night. (laughs) (laughs) My, how the mighty have fallen. And this week, I have to say, the New England Patriots as an organization. You are trash! Yeah, we have the same trash this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't really have much to add. Uh, normally, I would say this brings me no joy, but in this case, I would be lying because oh, watching yeah. the New England Patriots go from treasure to trash is probably the best part of the 2023 season so far. <laughs> um, it's just been really great to watch them malfunction on every level possible. Uh, offense, defense, special teams, you name it. Yeah. Um, they're trash up and down the board. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> you are trash. All right. Uh, shit got learned. You want to go or you want me to go? Mm, you can go. All right. My shit got learned is kind of related. My mm. shit got learned is maybe it's been the quarterbacks all along. We've seen legends leaving the game lately. Guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees all retired with all their flowers and will all be Hall of Famers. Aaron Rodgers left his team after years of success to fill out his illustrious career in New York. Two of those guys I named are connected at the hip to legendary coaches in Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. Both were and are considered geniuses, but neither of them found that same level of success without their generational talents at quarterback. Mm. Belichick was 36 and 44 in Cleveland. That's a 45% winning percentage. Post-Brady with New England, he's 26 and 29. It's a 47% winning percentage. Is this going to be the same case with Sean Payton? His last season with Drew Brees, uh, he only won, he won nine games, and now he's gone... He's in total ten and fifteen is his record without Drew Brees. That's wow. forty. That's forty percent. Nathaniel Hackett was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' guy. Adam Gase was Peyton Manning's guy. In the end, it seems like it just might be generational quarterbacks that are making the difference after all. Hmm. I feel like I learned some shit. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I learned something pretty interesting. Um, I learned this listening to the Ringer um, fantasy podcast the other day. If you combine the Russell Wilson and Sean Payton trades, Russ cost the Broncos two first-round picks, Mm -hmm. two second-round picks, plus $160 million guaranteed. Year one of that sucked so bad that they had to trade another first-round pick and another second-round pick to get Sean Payton paying him $17 million a year for six years. So that's another $80 million. You add all of this up, and the Broncos have spent a quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed. Three first-round picks plus three second-round picks And the only thing they have to show for it is becoming literally the worst team in the AFC, ranked dead last. There's a lot of bad football from what I watch. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, man, that's insane. (laughs) That is insane. I learned some shit. Three first rounders, three second rounders. Wow. A quarter of a billion billion dollars. dollars. To be the worst team in the AFC. <laughs> that Maybe is the worst up. in the NFL. Maybe the worst that, in the NFL, yeah. That is so fucked up. Wow. I actually, I was listening to that on the Ringer podcast, and I literally had to rewind it 
to make sure I heard it correctly. I was like, what? <laughs> That's wild. All right. the uh, Who's your scariest AFC team? The AFC feels so weird right mm-hmm. now. Um, I mean, the Dolphins get a huge win a couple of weeks ago, so we crown them. Yep. Um, and then they get curb stomped by the Bills. So we, yep. And then the Bills turn around and lose to the Jags in London. And then the Dolphins b- bounce back and beat the doors off the Giants. Meanwhile, the Chiefs keep winning games in very weird, underwhelming fashion. Um, but because of how we think of them, they always feel really dangerous, even though they don't look that dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say the Dolphins, I guess, question mark. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I had to go with the Chiefs, man. When like mm-hmm. uh, they just keep winning and scoring with random players, um, it feels like more of a more of a what's it called a symptom of the system than mm. um an advantage built by uh speed like the dolphins are just like they're just so fast they're gonna outrace you the chiefs feel mm. like they're just so fucking good that they're gonna beat you no matter what so that's why i'm going with the chiefs but um I, <laughs> dolphins are a bit scary in that they might embarrass you <laughs> sure yeah. Uh, scariest NFC team, we both are going to say the 49ers. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Head and shoulders above the wrist. Shout Agreed. out to Mark Purdy, man. So happy for that guy. Agreed. I mean, barring injuries, it makes yeah. no sense for them to not win the Super Bowl at this point. I just don't. Like, I, I feel like you could go ahead and just mark it. Yeah, that's how it's feeling. Uh, I, I, so that good. was my pick, too. And there is a bet out there for that. <laughs> It'll be two years in a row that John Stradamus called the Super Bowl winner. I just, my Shanahan feelings yeah, just can't let me it. make that bet. I get it. Huh. All right. Uh, well, that's it, man. We'll be back soon. Uh, well, I gotta, yeah. We got to put some spec on some names. Oh, shit. I'm mother. sorry. My bad. I got one, too. Who you got? I got Justin Fields, man. For the same oh, reason nice. that you had him as an MVP, man. It's, he's finally not the reason that his team lost. He came out and he, he did his thing. He threw for four touchdowns. I don't know if he's done that before. And then he's staying in the pocket. He seems to uh, be really like coming along. So for for Justin Fields, he go ahead and tell everybody. Put some respect on my name. Um, mine is fulfilling a promise to my son, Isak. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been very hard on Desmond Ritter. Um, mm. And to be clear, I still don't – I'm not 100% <laughs> convinced that he's the guy. But I do feel like this week's performance deserves uh, – he deserves to have a little spec put on his name. 28 for 37, 329 yards, passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, no picks. Him along with the defense are absolutely the reason why the Falcons won that game. He overcame a poor run game performance, mm-hmm. uh, which – you know, the Falcons are not supposed to be able to win without their run game. Um, yeah. Plus, we had fumbles. two promising drives killed by fumbles. Yeah. Uh, but in the clutch, Ritter put the team on his back, and the Falcons won this game because of Desmond Ritter uh, rather than despite him. Mm. Um, I need a little more consistency, but given that, you know, I, I've been talking a lot of shit about this guy. He comes out and he plays the best game as a pro yet. I got to put some spec on his name. Put some respect on my name. All right. Well, that was it, man. Week five's in the books. 
And uh, we're going to get on out of here. We're going to be back pretty soon. It says another episode of NFL. We'll be back to talk about the uh, week six matchups. And we're going to make some bets, too, for those of you that are following us on Patreon. Um, you can follow our journey at patreon.com slash NFL. It has been Jonathan Rollins. Skiff me, Sora. And SvenFL. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.